Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. So happy you decided to join us. Before we jump in today, I'd like, first of all, if you're liking these podcasts, if you like this one or the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast or High School Hoops or the Funnel Down Defense Podcast, if you like any of those Go over and check them out. Leave a five-star review. Um, we love sending them out to the world. It's one of the one of my passions in the world is kind of share this game. Um, but before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. It's easy to set up. It's got great customer service, and they are always on the cutting edge of giving players and coaches what they need. And that's why I love them. They not only give stuff away, if you go over and look at Dr. Dish is always giving stuff away and sharing the, with the community. Um, and that's why I want to share them with you. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $400 off. That's right, $400 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. 14-day free trial. No one else does that. No one else gets the cell phone number and, and the email for the runner. No one else is being run by a high school coach for a high school coach. This is what what I do. This is what I do. I'm not running this other thing. I'm not a businessman. I'm a high school basketball coach trying to help you become a better basketball coach. And to be honest with you, I've done I've done pretty well in my career, and I'd like to share that with other coaches. So go over and check it out. And let's head off to the podcast. Basically, yeah. So it, you know, yeah. we we practice late a lot. So at six nineteen, if we're not on eight man closeout drill here that I've got up on the screen, right? Um, we're behind. Uh, you know, we got to get it going. Our kids love it when it's six seventeen. And I'm like, fellas, we're three minutes ahead of schedule. You know, right. and they, they they really get motivated by that. You know, so we talk about that all the time. So yeah. Um. So we got sample practice plan there, and and I think that's important. That I would say, make sure your every level is using the same template. You know, make sure they're using that. Exact yeah, same and whatever it is, just make sure you're using it. Yeah, and make sure they can see your plans if you're the varsity coach, and um, and and you can see theirs. I think that's important. So, just some closing thoughts here as far as practice planning goes. Um, just some a few odds and ends. I write a few names on the practice plan, 
I usually have three kids on there and it just reminds me to interact with those kids. I think relationships are so important. Um, you don't ever want that kid to get lost or you, where you just haven't, you know, you get to the end of practice, like, gosh, I didn't really get a chance to talk to so-and-so very much at all. Right. It goes on the plan for me the next day. And it's just, when I'm looking at that plan seven, eight times of practice, I see his name and probably two other kids and I'm just making an effort. And it may not even be about basketball stuff. Maybe I'm coaching them more in a drill. Maybe I'm talking to them during a, a drink break or something more. Um, just trying to, to, you know, make sure we're maintaining those relationships that are so important. I think that's a great, yeah, I think that's great. <laughs> My assistant is really good at this stuff. So at the end of practice, he, I don't even know if this is what he calls it. I may have totally made this up, but me, you, us is. Um, this is the one he stole from me, I think. Did yeah. he really? Okay. So, so, and we did this last year and it was good. So yeah. we put kids on the spot. Tell me one thing you did well. Tell me one, one thing one of your teammates did well. Tell me one thing we did well as a team today. Um, early on, it's pretty wishy-washy, but, but when you do it every day, and, and if this is your idea, this, I love it. If, 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 when you do it every day, they, they're, they're more aware during practice in case they get called on. Like they're, they're, yeah, because they, they don't know who I'm picking. They don't know right. who I'm picking, yeah. And it helps them be a better teammate because now in the middle of practice, they're seeing something maybe they didn't always see and are telling someone, hey, good job, or, or you know, they're, they're taking more ownership throughout and the And what game. I love is when I haven't, like I picked a kid and then like three days later I'll pick them again because they don't think they're getting picked again. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? They're trying to play the system, you know. I try to be really unpredictable. Yeah. I try to be so unpredictable, Price. When they're just sure I'm going to yell and scream and pop a vein in my forehead, I'm, yeah. I'm as calm as can be. And sometimes when, <laughs> when they're coming off a 30-point win, feeling pretty good about themselves, I can be the biggest jerk in the world that next yes. day. You know, try to be unpredictable. Keep them off balance a little bit. I like your idea there. I didn't realize I stole your idea. My assistant stole it. No, that's great. I love that. You know, Rick Pitino was always big on daily successes. You know, what did, what did we do better today? There's that 1% principle. I think that idea fits right in, right in line with those things. So I, I, I think that's been really good for us. A couple of days a year, depends on the team, but there's a couple of days a year. We'll go through our, our first 30 minutes of practice. And from that point on, we are scrimmaging the rest of practice. We'll play four quarters. We'll divide the teams up. And I grab a whistle and my assistant grab a whistle. And all we do is referee. They can, they can run any of our stuff. They can, they can press. They can, if we've got a zone in, they can go zone. They can mix it up. They sub on their own. And we do not coach at all. And what do you see in that? I see guys step up. I, and it's not always the guys you think it's going to be. Um, you see kids that, that uh, you know, again, it comes back to the kids want to win. So when you're not doing it for them, they'll, they'll surprise you sometimes with who will step up and do those things. It's not always, the, it's not always your captains. Um, and if for me, it, it falls right into line with the fact that you all need to lead because there's going to be that day where our leading scorer slash captain feels awful and has no energy and somebody's yeah. got to pick him up that day. And these types of days fall right in line with that. And it reminds me sometimes, I think those days are really good for me because it, it, it makes me more observant, but it also reminds me that this needs to be their team and not my team. Right. And the more that it's their team, the better off we're going to be. So I those agree. days are good. Sometimes we do that three, four times a year. The kids love it because they're just playing. Right. right. Coach isn't yelling at me today. I'm just refereeing. Um, so we do that, you know, just to kind of mix it up. Do your kids have fun at practice? Man, they need to. They, they really do. need to. Um, we ask our kids to work extremely hard. So we've got we've to sprinkle that stuff in. Um, sometimes it's just as simple as they – man, it's, it's amazing what's fun to them. The simplest drill. Uh, we do a drill called 30 and a half where we got, there's two teams and they got to make 10 layups, 10 elbow jump shots, 10 threes, and a half court shot to win. 
and they're like, let's play again, let's play again. No, I'm telling you, this is going back to what you said earlier. We play a game called Spartan Ball. So here I'll describe it real quick. So six baskets, right? Two, two on the main court, two on the sides. So I split them. I split to two teams, and they'll go and they and and we'll have four teams basically, two going sideways, and they can they can eat. One will score at the far court. One will score at the near one, and then the main court one. Either team can shoot at. So you got two teams of like four on four going up and down. And they can – it's the weirdest game ever. When you see a play, you're like, oh, my God, what are they doing? But they can go at the main – they can go at the, at the basket in front of them or they can go to the basket that's on the main court. So they got to defend all of them and they got to talk. And they love playing Spartan Ball. I named it, I named it Spartan Ball. I don't know sounds why. Like, sounds like mass chaos, which it's I love. It's mass chaos, but they love playing it. And it's stupid. But, you know, it's like three or four minutes and they have fun. And, you know, winners play winners. And – um yeah, so you got to come up with stuff like that. Just you got to think outside the box. To be honest with you. We'll play, gosh, we'll play. They love camp games. You know, we we yeah. run camps. We run our junior huskies camp, and we do dribble tag and stuff like that. Man, these, these kids love that. Dribble stuff. tag, yes, yes. Come back to dribble tag. Yeah. Um, I've had days where we play capture the flag. We shut the lights off in the gym, and we split up the gym and the outside hallways, and we'll play steal the flag and, and things like that. Um, the last one of the last things here is just. I think it's really important as a coach. I've gotten more and more in tune to this. I think – I don't know how you, what your thoughts are on this, but the more I have kids playing year-round, and we all have some that play year-round, the more I have to be really good about being in tune with nagging injuries, getting kids off the court, shortening practice, or even giving them days off when you maybe wouldn't. And I think I'm always – I've been fortunate to have, and, and I know you have probably more than I have, it's a long season and you get deep into the playoffs, you're going to be beat up. You've got to start managing that probably three to four weeks out and really make sure guys get their rest and they're ready to go come postseason. They do. And it's like, it's just those nagging ones. And it's like, they play too much to be honest. They do. Most they of them do. do. And they that's, do. and I think that's where it's changed for us older guys is that they've been doing it a while is, 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 you know, back in the old day, it was just tough it out. Let's go. We're going to, we're going to finish this. I'm a lot more, some days I'll just give one kid the day off. You know, it's kind of that, that veterans day. Like you just need to go sit down, yeah get some shots up on the side, be engaged to the teammates, but, but I want you to, or I'll give them a coaching role. You're going to coach today. Yeah. You know, and the kid will fight you on it, but it's, it's usually that situation. They want to play, but it's like, well, they just, your, yeah. your teammates know you're beat up. They know right. it. So they're not, they're not mad at you. I'm telling you to sit down. And I'll tell the kids that if this was my decision. I'm sitting him down. So right. So but if think, you if you could only do so, are you, let's. I got a couple of questions, so I don't want to keep yeah. you all night. Um, if you could only do three things at practice, what would you do? Defensive breakdowns, shoot, and uh, well, we'd probably we'd probably if only three, we'd probably get up and down and scrimmage a little bit. And scrimmage. Uh, okay. Um, is there something you would tell your your younger self? <laughs> stop with the three-hour practices i think when i was <laughs> i was i i was 19 20 years i was 20 years old coaching freshmen and man we would we would run three-hour practices every saturday or, or go twice and i have no idea why i think uh you know it's but yeah and, and kids have changed since then too that was 1997 1996 right. 1997 kids have changed their attention span is short I think practice at an hour 45 to two hours is that sweet spot and, and they'll be so much more productive than any three hour practice. How do you, uh, how do you defend the ball screen? We make them use it and we just hard hedge and recover. Um, okay. again, Every us, time. 
we have, a, we have a we have a blitz call so we do that all the time we have a blitz call so that allows us to just kind of easily um get a lot of repetitions on that but then easily flow into a trapping situation um especially late game if we're down you know we, we just we're blitzing ball screens um but yeah we we always do that um we always do that we don't uh um we do not uh we don't switch them ever what's the what's the hardest thing you think to teach I think I think spacing on offense is really difficult for kids to understand. I think I think movement, like not doing this. I think they become robotic. I agree, and I think sometimes I, I think when a kid is, we we really try hard to get kids out of the lane. We want to get to the lane, but if we're not shooting it, we got to get out of the lane. And right. So you know, teaching them to go deep and fill out to the weak side is important. That's a, you know, a read and react principle. That's, um, you know, that fence offense that we ran a little bit of last year was more of a spread read and react, um, yep. which, which is more triggered by, by dribble penetration. But I think that's, they, they, they want to drive and they want to, we, we really emphasize the NBA three point line, like stay out of there. If you're not a post, you should be on the NBA three point line. And if you're, if you're, if there's something that puts you inside of there, your goal is to relocate to there. And I think when teams can, can, can continue to maintain spacing throughout a possession, they become, I think, infinitely harder to guard. They, it, it's, it's crazy harder to guard, I think. Um, so many teams bring their defenders to where it, 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 it makes you a lot easier to guard. Let's put it that way. What's, uh, what's one coaching thing that's happened in your career that you, we could dive into that a coach would find intriguing, learn from, I always love this is one of my favorite questions, but um, if Man. it could be a failure, could be a success, something that that happened to you in your career that a listener would love to hear about, and maybe that we could deep dive into. You know, I think I think you know you can go little things like always. You know, you've got this. You think you've got the best game plan in the world, and it's <laughs> evident by the end of the first quarter, it's it ain't working. <laughs> like yep. throw it out. We spent a week on this. For you usually do that against a team that's more talented than you, and you're like, okay, right. we, got, we got it. And then well, we were gonna triangle into them, and that didn't work. <laughs> I, I, I'd say there's um, man, I think I, this happened to me once. This happened to me last year. It had never happened to me before. We're in overtime, and. You know, this is this is the byproduct of, of of the era where the coach can call a timeout. We're in overtime, and uh, and and our kid fell on the floor for a loose ball, and I just I just yelled timeout, and we didn't have any. And um, so, you know, obviously a technical foul in overtime. Our kids found a way to tie it, send it to double overtime. I said, I'm sorry, about 150 times in the huddle going out for, for double overtime. And our kids were like, coach, we got you. Don't worry about it. And they went out there and won the game in double overtime. And uh, that was something that for me. And that might have been a rally cry for them. Like, we can't you let know, I've coached 500 games. I've coached right. 500 games and never done that before. It's just like, oh, you idiot. As soon as I call timeout, I'm like, no, no, I didn't say timeout. And, and it was like, referee looked at me and kind of turned his head aside. I've made, I've made one, I've made one scorebook mistake in 30 years. And it was like a sophomore coach in like, I don't even know, like 94. And I vowed that day I would never make another score. I mean, I checked that scorebook like 17,000 times before I turn it in, you know, that's when you look around and like pick out somebody that you act like they filled it out. And yeah, it's like, yeah. did you do that? Did you, do <laughs> but um, I, I tell you I'll tell you one thing, though, that I think is, is hugely valuable. Tell your kids when you make a mistake. Right. 
tell them when you got it wrong. They, yeah. I think they respect the heck out that's of a great, That's a great parenting. That's a great them. parenting thing too, but yeah. You're going to tell them. Yeah, I agree. You're going to tell them when they did something wrong. Right. So, yeah. you know, and I, I always tell my kids, look, we, we, we evaluate the performance after a game. Win or lose, we evaluate the performance. Right. It's not contingent on the result. But and then I always remind them, hey, look, we go home and we watch film and, and we evaluate what we did on the sidelines as well. So don't think right. that just because well, that I, we're not I, taking ownership. And I, here's the couple of things I tell my guys. First of all, I'll never lie to you. Like, I will never lie to you. Like, if we're playing a bad team, I'm not going to tell you the team's good. Sure. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie to you. And the, and the second thing is, I'll come in and we, we grade practice. I have the kids grade every day. They grade practice. Um, so there's a board in the room and I'll do it the first week. I'll say that was a B minus practice. And so we'll go in and I'll go, well, you lost, you had three C practices and an A you think you're going to win and they're grading it. I'm not doing it. So I have them grade it and um, I'll come in and I'll say, you know, we'll have a close loss or a good, I'll say I had a B game guys. I, I messed up. You know, I, I throw on, I'll fall on the sword if I have to. Um, and if I don't, if I do something wrong, I'll admit it. But um, it's that accountability. And they know if you're full of BS. Trust oh, me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Their BS yeah, meter's like way over here. You know? I, I, I think that goes a long ways towards those relationships. And they, they know you're holding yourself accountable. Right. You know, I think that goes a long ways. What do you think one big, from an old dog, what's a, what's a change you've seen in the game? You know, I, I think guys are a so, lot, I think. so much better off the dribble. You know, it's, it's uh, so we focus, I, I think I talk about help the helper situations and it's, it's that combination of guys are really good off the dribble and everybody can make a three now if they're open, if they're open, that's the key. Like, like, you know, we'll give our guys scouting reports and this guy's a 17% three point shooter. But if you let him stand there and catch it, he's going to make it, you know? And then, and then they'll say, well, coach, you said he was, I go, my grandma will make an open three-pointer. Everybody <laughs> will. Everybody will. And it feels like – and maybe – I'm sure it's not just me. It feels like everybody does that to us. But Oh, it's like Coach – yes, Coach Morgan, if he's listening, Coach will go, the scout's right, Steve, this guy. I go, I, trust me, we're good. So one more question, then we're going to do our rapid fire. What – how do you balance – how do you balance everything in life? Like family, school, coaching. Do you have a secret recipe to that? Because coaches always ask about that. Yeah, I've gotten better at it. I don't. I wasn't always good at it. As the kids have gotten older, uh, you know, I just I really value that time with them. So our our players will our players know like there's a time where I won't be at a JV game because I'm at I'm at my daughter's game somewhere, and, right. and I'll tell them flat out, look, where I'll leave practice 15 minutes early because my daughter's got a, a you know some something at school, and I and I tell the kids that, and and I and I and I always follow up with this. Look, guys, I need you to win basketball games. I want you to win basketball games. I think we can learn a lot through that process. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. But more importantly, I need you to be a good father. I need you to be a good husband. Good human and, being. And yes. if, I don't, I, if I don't model that stuff for them, if, if, I, right. if I miss my daughter's, you know, she's not in a dance. Let's say a, you, your daughter's a dancer or something. I miss that because I'm at practice an extra 15 minutes. Right. 
I'm not, I'm not doing a very good no. job of showing them what's important in life. No, I mean, yes. And the thing is, I think you get, I mean, I think you're very like, at least in my twenties, I was very much this. Yes. And then I, well, kids, kids balanced me very well, actually. Um, that's one of my life lessons. I always give life lessons in my class every day. And one of my life lessons is when you get old enough, you should all have kids because it puts everything in perspective. Um, you become a lot less egocentric, like most of the teenagers we're coaching. Uh, all right. So I'm going to give, the, I call it, I refer to this as rapid fire and rapid yeah. fire is basically, I'm going to ask you a question and it's usually about, a, it's usually a one word answer. Uh, okay. Uh, it can be longer because sometimes I'll enter, I'll, I'll jump in. So what is your favorite type of, or brand of basketball? Literally the physical basketball you play with. What's your favorite brand? Wilson evolution. And is, is that the one that your state uses in the state tournament? It is. And I know you guys use that Spalding thing up there that just those Wilsons are soft. I don't know. We just, I, I love we, those. Well, I, here's my theory for everyone that's a high school coach. Use the one that you're going to use in the impo most important game of the year. Yeah, you have to. And a couple of years back, we switched to, to a Baden ball for a couple of years and it was awful, but we, right. we bought, we, we went and bought a couple dozen of them because that's you, you got it. You got to do it. Um, uh, one word to describe your ideal player. Hardest worker. Uh, one sporting event. NCAA tournament. Man, I'm struggling right now. I'm still waiting for it to come on, and it's not going to come on. I know. I took my son last year to the Final Four in Minneapolis. It was awesome. Did you really? We had so much awesome. fun. It was so much fun. Um, one skill not being taught today. Pivoting. Yep, footwork. I would say footwork. Footwork yeah. is horrible. Yep. Um, favorite pregame meal? I don't eat before games. That seems to be a common thing. I don't uh, one thing you do to relax. Um, you know, I, a TV is relaxing for me. I'm not a binge watcher. I'm a, I'm a sitcom guy. Oh God. So office. <laughs> Love the office. Parks and rec. I've never got into parks and rec. Oh my God. You got to get into parks and rec. I, you I've love heard, the I've office. Heard, you got to get into parks heard. and rec. Give it a I'm season. Watching, Cheers on Hulu right now. Oh, Cheers is good. Uh, I mean, Parks, and, Parks and Rec is really good. Veep, if you have um, HBO. I've got a, I've, it's funny. I just got a trial on HBO for about a month for free, and that's on my list. Veep is because she's uh, um, the, the woman from – it's very good. You'll like Veep. Seinfeld, okay. yeah. Yeah, from Seinfeld. She's very good. Um, uh, one coaching technique you consider important? I, I, don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a technique, uh, but being dynamic – you know, I'm, I'm a high energy guy, but when your kids are nervous, pressure situations, you got to show them the face they need to see. It can't be about you at that point. So there's times where we're, you know, we're last play of the game or, and I'm the calmest guy in the gym, which is rarely the case throughout the first three quarters. Right. Um, but again, I think you're, when your kids can look to you and see that, that's, I know that's way more than a one word answer. It's, I it's I read your audience, basically read yeah, your audience. You gotta... dynamic. I think that's a coach K thing. Be, you know, yep. be dynamic, be what your kids need. Yep. Um, best player you have seen in person. Sean Livingston. Uh, God. Livingston. We, we played Sean Livingston in Peoria. That was in we, like Wesley era. Yeah. He was good. 2003, we played him in the championship game at Thanksgiving tournament down in Decatur, Illinois. But Sean, I was just, it's funny. We just, we're doing podcasts with our program, like meet our coaches, which we're bored. So we're yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. My assistant said, you know, who's the best player you ever played against? And I'm like, you know, Sean Living, the Sean Livingston you saw win three titles with Golden State 
was a shell of the Sean Livingston I coached against in high school because after that knee injury, he was never the same. And um, the fact that he came back was almost a miracle. But this is a kid that, that went number he four was, in the draft. He was crazy good. Six, eight, the longest arms I've ever seen on a kid and, and really, really scary. But he just worked through it, though. He wasn't going to be denied to make a living. And, yeah. Yeah, no, he was, uh, it, was, it was really cool to see. He got him. in the right team, too. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you get on Steph's get on Steph's team. It's good. Yeah, and that's and, and then Jalen Brunson would be a coach sec, close second. You know, obviously two championships with Villanova, and then John Shire would be a close third. John Shire, I I think Shire is going to be the next head coach at Duke. I really do. Um, you know, he's on Coach K's staff right now, and uh, it'll be, be in, it will be interesting who takes that job. That's, that's it's going to be. It's, first of all, it's going to be a Duke grad. That's back to your point. Do you want to be the guy that follows him or not? I don't know. I think it's Brad Stevens. For for a few million a year, I would I would be the guy that followed him. Oh shoot, I'd do it for free. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I would be okay with that. <laughs> I mean, and there's a coach that adjusted to the the environment. Like old coach K would not have gone and gotten ones and duns. No. Like no. I mean he's adjusted. But he had know. to keep up with Cal, you know. He did. He did. Uh best player of all time. Uh, MJ. <laughs> it's not even close. Anyway. I fight with kids so much about LeBron right now. And I, and it's not that I, I love LeBron. I mean, I, I enjoy watching him play. Uh, I, he's been, he's a good role model. Um, I love, who was it? Chauncey Billups. Have you seen that quote by Chauncey Billups mm-hmm. that says when MJ played, nobody got a ring, but when LeBron's been playing, everybody's gotten rings, you know, during well, his, well, during and, his the, run. And, and Michael never lost the final. It, it, it I, I'm sure you. It would have been eight in a row. Oh, it would have been eight in a row. It would have yeah. been without yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. I'm always questioning why he took the years off. I think there was a gambling issue under under toe there or something. You're that conspiracy theorist. Huh? I am. I think there was a Pete Rose thing, and they knew they couldn't get rid of him from the game. Um, one thing that helped you become a better coach. Um, I think understanding the value of relationships. Yep. When I was younger, I, when I was younger, I didn't always get how important that was. Um, best game you've seen in person? Oh, any level? Any level. Man, it would be. It, it's funny NCAA tournament in uh, Minneapolis. Man, this is probably probably ten years ago. Now we were in the old Metrodome, North Dakota, North Dakota State. They were green and yellow. Which one is that? That was North Dakota State. That was one of my players, probably Michael Nelson. Maybe. Okay, there was a kid named Woodside. Yeah, Michael Nelson. I had a Mr. Basketball from our state. He was on that team. That was a good team. Yeah, They were playing Kansas, and they darn near pulled off the upset, and this Woodside kid went for 30-something. And, yep. and just I think that was probably because I was there, you know. And, and, then he, and, then that, and then he became the Nebraska coach. Yes, yep. Yep. That was the best one I've seen in person. Uh, uh, favorite quote? You know, I – I, I, I kind of – I always tweak Wooden's quote. Um, and, and really winning is the byproduct. You know, he talks about winning as a byproduct of effort. I, I always – my kids – I always tell my kids, you know, winning is a byproduct of just doing things the right way every day. More encompassing than just effort, you know, attention to detail, all that stuff. But that's one of my favorites. It's going to class. It's being empathetic. It's just yeah. being a good – yeah, all that stuff. And, and then focus on what you can control. I think with high school kids, that's really important. Yeah. Um, one word to develop, uh, one word to describe your coaching style. 
uh, again, try to be dynamic, try to be unpredictable. Um, I don't care about, well, I'll change the system every single year if it helps me win games because that's, and, and that's not about helping me win games. That's about helping the kids win games. Right. Um, I will literally stand at half court for 18 minutes if we'll win yeah. because that's, that's what they're going to I, I feel like that. I feel like I owe that to kids and I think kids respect that. They, yeah. they see it and they respect it. And, um, you know, so I, it's not about my pride. It's about putting kids in the best position. Right. Cause they put the work in. That's what, that's what making my heart break with all these spring sports. And yeah. it's like all these kids that have put all this time in coaches will get over it. Whatever. You guys have other seasons. These guys don't. Um, and that's, you know, that's something I tell kids all the time. Like I can do this. Till I'm old and fat. You know, you guys got, you know, you seniors, this is your last shot at it for a while. This is it. Uh, best basketball coach of all time. Boy, of all time, I would go uh, – I really like Calipari. I think Cal – He has not got He has not gotten a vote. You are the first one to give him a vote. Nice job. I, here's, here's, what I, here's what I like. He, he has to coach differently with his one-and-dones. You always see that game, that post-game with Cal, where, where his kids were awful and they lost to a team they shouldn't have lose, lost to in the early season. And then you see him again in February, and, and they're just so different. So I think he gets kids today really well. I, I was about to say Dean Smith. Um, Dean Smith was not a great clinic coach. I went to see him at a clinic one time, and he kind of lost control of the room. I was probably 20, 21 and sitting you know, 20 feet from Dean Smith and 500 people behind me, and they weren't paying attention halfway through. And, uh, so that was always kind of interesting. I, I guess I, I struggle sometimes with, uh, you know, is it, is it the coaching or is it the talent at the D one level? I'm telling you right now, I'm going to go on record. There's probably, there's better high school coaches than there are college coaches out there. I agree. And I don't know why, when you asked that, I immediately thought of college just because that's, no, no, I'm just, but I'm just saying, don't get me wrong. I mean, Tony Bennett's one of the best coaches in the country right now. I mean, they're, they're unbelievable, yeah. but that, that has become, almost like being governor or president you're almost a figurehead in some respects yep. because you got to recruit you got to raise money blah, blah. The don't get paid, me wrong you're the highest paid employee in the state yeah don't get me wrong bo ryan's an unbelievable coach you know the, all these guys are great coaches but it that, that has changed in the last 25 30 years um i'll tell you bo ryan and dick Bennett are two of my all-time favorites yeah and the uh, thing is that's why i tell that's why i tell young coaches i said you can go to those clinics and let's listen to the big boys the big boys aren't where you're going to really learn your stuff. You're going to learn generic stuff, but they're going to tell stories. They're going to do this. The ones, and, they're, and they're going to cash your check on the way out and then probably jump on their jet to go recruit somebody. Absolutely. You want to hear somebody. It's like, go, go talk to these people that have been in the, you know, that have had to like mop the floor kind of thing. Um, I still like, I still There's college it. coaches that are unbelievable working their ways up, but those big boys, I'd say half of the ones I've heard are like that. They're, I, I went out of there with one, yeah. yeah, one thing. Um, one book you'd recommend? Uh, this is kind of old school. It's going back to the mid-90s, but Taking the Purple to Pasadena. That's uh, Gary Barnett when he was a football coach at, at Northwestern. Ah, yeah. And I look, it's funny, when I, when I saw your list of questions, I looked it up on Amazon to see if you could still get it, and you can. And it's uh, Gary Barnett was fantastic at uh, team-building motivation. There are stories in that book that I still tell. And sometimes kids want to hear it twice in a year. Like there's a, a story about a, a guy named Ahab that gets lost in the desert. And it, it just comes down. It's a trust story, trust and trust the process. But the, the kids just love the story. Like they, there was one year I was in rock falls and I told that story. And the next day I came in 
and they had drawn pictures and had them like on the, on the bulletin board in the locker room. And it was, you know, they just love the story so much. That's one of those books that's got. It's, I mean, it's whatever story you do. You, there's, a, there's a wheelbarrow story I tell about a guy crossing the Niagara Falls in a wheelbarrow. If you ever look it up, famous, famous From that story. book. It's in that book. It's that book. It's unbelievable. I don't know if it's his story. I don't know if it's his story, but he's used it. It's in that book. He, he uses it. And he, no one would do it. And like, I don't know if it was like the prime minister, somebody from England wouldn't get in some, some Lord or something. And then he asked somebody else and his mother got in the wheelbarrow and he took her across yeah. a tightrope across yeah. it. Yeah, basically. Believe. But it's like, and I'll, and I'll tell that story early in the year and I'll show him a video and then I'll, you know, mid season, I say, are you getting in the wheelbarrow or you're not getting in the wheelbarrow? Yes. Like, that's a great story. I love that one. But it that's is a great book. story. That's in that book. It and is. I don't know. He probably borrowed it from somebody, but he did. I mean, it's a famous story about there's a famous guy that used to go across and you know, his mother was the only it's a, one. It's a great collection about that stuff. And then obviously when he came to Northwestern in the mid nineties, they hadn't been to the Rose Bowl ever. I don't think if I remember right, or maybe yeah. once. Way, you know, so trying to build that belief in his kids. Yeah, it's belief. You got to make, you got to, you got to convince them that they can do it. All right. Uh, last question is, do you have any parting words for, for a younger coach or a coach starting out? This is not a one word response, but um, that you would give to them. Yeah. So I, I, I read this this week somewhere, Twitter somewhere, and it, it just, it, it, it rings very true for me. Um, you know, as, as you're coming through the ranks and, I think I was single when I first started, you know, most of us are single when we start, you know, <laughs> as an assistant, all that stuff, who you marry. I think if, if coaching is really important to you, who you marry is, is going to decide whether or not you get to do this for a living Yep. for as long as you <laughs> want to or not. And you right. may not want to for 30 years, but uh, my wife, Nicole is, is phenomenal. She's, she does so many things for us, senior night stuff. She's our parent rep right now. Now that my son's a freshman. Right. I mean, she schedules all the concession help. She does art. She's an art teacher, so she does artwork stuff for me. And what I'm going to tell you, it's a, it's a roll. This, this gig's a roller coaster too. There's been, you know, but coach, my son coming through gave me a second wave. Um, I don't know if you felt that in your career. Well, and I'm, I'm entering that. I know your son just graduated and mine just started. So Yeah, it's, so, but it's like, it, it was even when he was in middle school, it was like, I was kind of getting like, ooh, am I almost done? I've been doing this for 20 plus years. And then he, I got the second wave of energy. It was, um, yeah, I think you just look at it in a different light too, I think, when you get a little bit older. And, um, and, you know, just to finish that, you know, my wife came from a coaching family. You know, her right. brother, uh, her, I was an assistant for her brother back when I was 20 years old. Her dad was a golf coach for 30 years and coached high school basketball back when you coached everything, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, some think they get it. Some have lived it. Um, you know, you, if, you know, that relationship is important to you and coaching is important to you. You've got to find a way to make those two things work. It's a great life balance. Thank you, coach. Hey, I appreciate it, Steve. Thank Thanks. you. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want to support us, you want to help us get the lights on here at teachups.com, go over, join, 14-day free trial, and then stop the car, subscribe, like, Apple five-star review. That would be good. All right, maybe. Have a good day. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.